COH Podcast, Episode 46. I-14, Architect. Welcome to the City of Heroes Podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. It's us again. It's us. But you already knew that. <laughs> On our reduced schedule. Yeah. Yeah. A week later. <laughs> See, we can't quit you. <laughs> I think the most important thing that we can announce is what we'll be doing Memorial Day weekend. Hmm. Look at the schedule here. No, no, not seeing anything. Oh, fool. Balticon 43. Balticon 43. Of course. In Hunt Valley, Maryland. Memorial Day weekend, May 22nd to May 25th. Yes. We will be there attending people's panels and seeing all kinds of awesome. And? And in a most flattering fashion, we were actually asked to participate in yes. a couple of things. We are officially guests. And I'm officially having panic attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll be speaking on some panels, mm-hmm. and we will be hosting the, the new, new media, media party. party. <laughs> oh my god! It's going to be a costume party. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a costume contest as well. Yes, and the theme is patio books mm-hmm. and web comics. That's right. Come as your favorite character or author, Ooh. or I guess illustrator, creator for the mm-hmm. web comic side. Mm-hmm. We're currently scheduled for Saturday night mm-hmm. in the Chesapeake room. In the Chesapeake room, we think it's going to be at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, it you know the it schedule's change. fluid. There's a, there could be a lot of things going on. Yes, but that's the current plan. Mm-hmm. We have T. Morris serving as DJ. He agreed to come in, set up, and that of course is T. Morris of tmorris.com, a prolific podcaster yes. and author, Moravi. Mm-hmm remastered which i'm actually listening to right now and enjoying mm-hmm. and also bill above battings podcasting, podcasting for, for dummies. dummies he's working on a twitter book now too mm-hmm. but he's awesome. actually going to be the dj he was the dj last year when heather wellover and mark bailey threw yeah. the new media party and it was an 80s thing mm-hmm. and he did such a fantastic job the first thing we said was i wonder if he could DJ because <laughs> he threw down it was great. so yeah it's uh gonna be a lot of fun and so whether or not you can come to our party or come to our panels, mm-hmm. you've got to come to Balticon. Come to Balticon. It's so much fun. You get to meet amazing people and learn a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's a dealer's room. There's art exhibits. There's all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. There's it's a... really something for everybody because it's a literary convention. So yeah. the primary focus is on writing mm-hmm. and art. There's a lot of musical acts. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi stuff. Lots of sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. The gaming. Yes. Gaming room. And of course. There's an entire science track. Yes. We're talking space, talking. Disease. Mutagens. <laughs> <laughs> so really, guys, there is just amazing awesomeness in every corner of mm-hmm. the hotel that weekend. So yeah. 
I, you may have trouble getting a room, but if you're in the area, you can at least stop by because it's just full of wind. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. So we hope to see you there. If you're going to be there, maybe we ought to set up a thread on the um, COH yeah. podcast forums. Good point. And Good point. so let and us know. There's going to be a page on, on the actual site dedicated yeah. to Balticon. And so when the schedule really firms up, we'll list what panels we're going to be at, yeah, when, when and, and where, where and all yeah. that. So that will be really awesome. We hope to see you there. Let us know. We got to meet Fantastic Foe there last year. Mm -hmm. It was the first time we went to Balticon. Yep. And we got to meet Pat. It was so cool. (laughs) (laughs) So hope to meet some more of you guys. And really hope you can make it because it's definitely an experience that you won't won't forget. There's going to be so many amazing authors. And yeah, we we really can't list because that's a whole 30-minute episode right there. Oh, totally. Yeah. So it's going to be amazing. We hope to see you guys there. So we know that you guys have been waiting on the huge, huge development in the game. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting a long time for this. Yes. This is epic win. Brace yourselves, guys. <laughs> on April 8th, it was announced Super Booster 2 Magic Details. <gasps> wow. We've all been waiting Oh, I'm just kidding. I know we've all been waiting for I-14, but I'm going to start out with the details on the new booster pack, and then we'll go to I-14, because the costumes are cute. (laughs) He's just rolling his eyes. Uh, That's what's important. But they're cute. (sighs) And everybody already knew about I-14. They don't necessarily know about the booster, so just simmer down, Chooch. Ooh, you zig and then you zag. I do. So here's the post. Hey, all. We know there is a lot of curiosity regarding Super Booster 2. So we felt it was time to let out some of the details. We're excited to announce that Super Booster 2 Magic will be releasing on April 14, 2009. Super Booster 2 will cost $9.99 and be available through the Play NC Store or as an in-game bonus item with the purchase of City of Heroes Architect Edition. Huh. Huh. Really? City of Heroes Super Booster 2 Magic includes an extensive magic-themed costume set, Four character, quote, costume change emotes, and a mystic fortune power. This purchase enables these features for all characters on the game account from level one. However, the costume change emotes require unlocking at least one additional costume slot. Uh The magic theme costume set, the female costume parts include, (laughs) and I read that in my mind, I said female parts. Whoa, I don't think I should be reading those. (laughs) The female costume parts include hats, chest, pants, gloves, boots, and magic robe pieces. The magic-themed male and huge costume parts include... (laughs) I said costume. I said costume. huge male parts? I said... You mean, is this the Watchmen edition? (laughs) The Smurf cast. (laughs) I did say costume, right? I know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, just when you say huge. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize the words were going to go together like that. <sighs> Include hats, hood, skull mask, wizard beard, high collar cape, mantle, boots, jackets, and more. Describing how cool these costume pieces are doesn't do them justice, so on to the screenshots. Have a look at the screenshots. 
All I can Ooh. say is uh, that one, I think that first one looks more piratey than anything very, else. Well, he's got an eye patch. Right. See, I think that's going to go a long way towards the whole pirate stuff. Mm-hmm. And as you'll notice, as you look at the female, it's very bursty. She looks very angry. Well, she's, you know, an angry witch, I guess, maybe. <laughs> but she's she's bursting out the top of her outfit. Yeah, we've got... It's one of those... Some friends that'll bursty, like those yeah. Sets. The bursty friends, yes. But I did like some of the individual elements. I usually don't do a full costume of all of the elements, but mm-hmm. there were some individual elements that I really liked, so... Yep, I'll be buying it. Cool. Yay me. Still no monk robes. Still no monk robes. Magic hey. sets, wizard beard, no wizard robe. Well, you might be able to modify. Not yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. No. Not what you have in mind. <laughs> Although I'm curious to see what this last one will look like. If, if it has to have all the skulls or if the skulls don't have to be on it. I don't know. Mm. We'll have to play with it. And then it details the mystic fortune power, which is ever wanted to have your fortune read in game. With the mystic fortune power, players will be able to offer to read each other's fortunes. Having your fortune read gives a power buff based on the major arcana of the tarot and can give a positive or negative effect on that character for the next 20 minutes. Ooh. <laughs> so it's kind of like going in those reactors. What are those things? Those reactors uh, in that one, those missions where oh, you go yeah. in and if when it, you blow up the lab, yeah, it could either be a positive buff or a negative buff. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what you're going to get. Kind of like a fortune telling session. <laughs> and then the costume change emotes characters with multiple costume slots unlocked will also have an exciting new way of customizing their characters. Costume change emotes. Super Booster 2 Magic includes four costume change emotes. These emotes activate when characters switch their costumes and are selectable in the costume change interface. I'm really curious about that. Because yeah. we had talked before about, you know, the ability to make it look like you're going into a phone booth All change. Right. Mm-hmm. I really wonder what they'll look like. If it'll be like an Alakazam thing. Yeah, I'm guessing it'll be like a Wonder Woman spin around. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> That'd I wouldn't cool. be surprised. I was just thinking of the Alakazam pumpkin thing. Right. You know, right. where you, yeah. it's like this big ching. That makes sense. But the twirly Wonder Woman thing would be awesome. never thought about that. You can keybind your costume changes. I wonder mm. if you did the Alakazam while you're in pumpkin form and you hit the keybind for if you'd come out in the new costume. Or maybe they've given us an emote that does never that. I never thought of that. And it says, by default, characters only have one costume slot and must unlock additional costume slots through activities in the game. This can be accomplished by completing costume slot missions at 20, 30, and 40, or by using Halloween Salvage, which can also be bought, sold, or traded via the in-game consignment houses. So there's a little background for folks that haven't been playing very long on how you do unlock those other mm-hmm. costume slots. I remember it was very confusing when we started because we were we had one costume. Yeah. But we had five slots. Right. <laughs> but how do we go? Okay, let's go to the tailor and do another. You can't. Yeah. Well, how do we? You can't. <laughs> so, yeah. You have to earn it. Now we move on to what everybody was probably really waiting for, which is the issue 14 architect release notes. Yes. Okay. These are long. <laughs> Lots of words. New issue patch notes usually are voluminous. And dry, so, you know, there you go. Yeah, (laughs) this is just the patch notes, so 
Yeah. If you've already read them, if you're into them, if you uh, don't feel like falling asleep, you can shut off. No, we're not that boring. I don't think they'll fall asleep. (laughs) Their heads may bob while they're driving, but I don't think they'll (laughs) fall asleep. So, architect overview. Issue 14 takes City of Heroes another giant step, allowing players to design their own missions and story arcs to share with the entire City of Heroes community across all of our live servers. Using an intuitive interface, players can browse through other player-created missions and create their own missions from the ground up. Can I create my own characters? I'm going to ignore you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll reach over and smack him if you guys ask me to. (laughs) Players will determine details ranging from environments, mission objectives, and enemies to written fiction and character dialogue giving their stories nearly infinite depth and personalization like clowns. <laughs> right, Metal Maiden? Scary, scary clowns. <laughs> Creators can pick from hundreds of maps and thousands of characters. They can use existing characters or create their own custom enemies. They can get even more detailed and create full enemy groups, giving each enemy unique costumes and powers. Players can write all of the dialogue for their story as well as decide on level of difficulty and enemy placement. Players have the ability to trigger one mission goal off of another, creating a chain of events within a single mission. Each story can have up to five chapters or missions, and each can hold up to a maximum of 25 achievable goals. As people play content, they'll be able to rate that content from one to five stars. Creators will actually get in-game benefits for making content that gets highly rated. We even offer a dev choice and Hall of Fame standing for the best of the best. Which we've talked about. Create stories. Present your story to others in game through the story title, description, and character dialogue. Stories can be as short as a single mission and as long as five. Create characters, use existing characters from City of Heroes lore, or create your own characters from scratch using the costume creator and a robust power selection interface. Create individual characters, which can be used as enemies, allies, and contacts, or create whole enemy groups to fill your missions. Write dialogue. Every character that you place into a story or mission has its own dialogue, whether it's the contact that directs characters to their mission, the hostages that you rescue, or the enemies that you must defeat. They all speak through text bubbles at various points during your encounters. Define objectives. Defend, collect, defeat, destroy, rescue, and more. Mission architects can string objectives together, making missions as simple or complex as desired using up to a current maximum of 25 objectives per mission. Use advanced options. For characters and missions, select alignment, placement, difficulty, animations, behavior, and more. Every mission objective has multiple advanced options, allowing you to truly customize how you want your story to play out. Test and iterate before publishing. Take as much time as you want to create your content and test it by yourself or with others. Once your masterpiece is complete, you can publish it for others to enjoy and rate. Find, browse other stories. For people who just want to play the user-created content, players have access to the mission browser that shows all the generated content. Players can sort these stories by name, highest rated, 
length, and recently played. Players can also filter content to show only those with specific ratings, arcs they have or haven't played, as well as the alignment of the story. Sort stories and search for key criteria. Players can use the Mission Browser to sort published stories by rating, date, and length, or search for content using keywords like the character who created them or the subject matter within the stories. Hall of Fame. Stories that have achieved a critical combination of high player ratings and number of views will be elevated into Hall of Fame status and will be listed under the Hall of Fame section. Developer's Choice. Stories that are handpicked by the developer will be deemed Developer's Choice and listed within the Developer's Choice section. Players create content in-game through a computer terminal within one of the Architect Entertainment buildings. Architect Entertainment is the name of the company that's developed this type of simulated experience for heroes and villains of Paragon City and the Rogue Isles. Architect Entertainment buildings are located in Atlas Park, Galaxy City, Kings Row, Steel Canyon, Skyway City, Faultline, Talus Island, Indy Port, Founders Falls, Brickstown, Peregrine Island, the Richty War Zone, Mercy Island, Fort Oaks, Capo Diablo, Sharkhead Isle, Nerva Avocado, and St. Marshall. Okay, Nerva Archipelago <laughs> and St. Marshall. All architect entertainment buildings have AE map icons. So, like, pretty much every zone. <laughs> well, one, two, three, four. There had to have been four, an easier way to write five, that. <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve zones hero side. Mm -hmm. And there's like 22. Gotcha. So, yeah. Because <laughs> they're not in hazard zones, right? They're, I mean, no, it's not hollows so or It's almost Eden. like they could have just said, you know, I don't know. All the city zones. Anyways, go ahead. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> As I was reading it, I was thinking, is this all of them? <laughs> <laughs> the ticket award system. Each type of enemy has a chance to drop a small, medium, and large number of tickets. Harder enemies will grant more tickets than weaker enemies. Also, enemies that you defeat that are higher level than you will drop more tickets than enemies that are lower level than you. Example, bosses drop more tickets than minions. Characters with pets will get credit for their pet's kills in Architect Missions. Mm. Player-created mission Architect Missions are listed by a player's at global chat handle as the author. Did it actually say kills? Didn't say defeats? It says kills. <gasps> I know. Wow. Kills. <laughs> but Posy, nobody dies. They get arrested. Yes, they're defeated. Description fail. <laughs> I will go cry into my pillow. NCSoft will be granting a global chat handle rename token with issue 14 launch. To change your global chat handle, type slash change underscore handle space quote player space name end quote in the chat line or click on the huh, chat handle X from the drop down menu option which would be easier <laughs> profanity filter works on all aspects of the mission architect please make use of the report function if you spot anything reprehensible that's cool they're giving a token because they don't seem you know that's a lot less frequent that they let you change your chat handle yeah 
and I understand why they don't want people changing the chat handles too often. Mm -hmm. But it seems like it could be a little, you know, they could at least do it annually or something. Yeah. But it's nice to do, drop it now and then. And I can see where you're going to be known by that yeah. when you post content. So giving you the option is pretty cool. Yeah. And I think that they, the last time they allowed that was when they did the whole, you can find someone's global, mm -hmm. you can make a note on them yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, I guess it really wasn't that long ago. It was less a than year? a year ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It seems like about a year ago. Mm. but yeah. Cool. Close enough. Mission Architect notes, NCSoft reserves the right to ban or remove any mission at any time for any reason. The Mission Architect system is a, quote, global system that links all servers in North America and Europe. The Mission Architect system may be brought offline for maintenance during server uptime. During this time, unclaimed tickets, published missions, and unlocked items may be inaccessible. If a player is online when the Mission Architect server is brought back into service, the player may need to log out and log back in to see any unlocked content from the Ticket Reward System. Code of Conduct Reminders NCSoft has the right to ban any mission that violates the rules of conduct or user agreement. Please click the aforementioned links for details. Now, this article will be linked in the show notes, and then you can read the article, and then you can link there... Because I'm pretty lazy. I don't know if I'll put these in specifically. <laughs> lazy chooch is lazy. <laughs> Parodies and derivative works are not allowed. Ooh. Interesting. Chickens. <laughs> Maybe. What? Keep reading. <laughs> the parody is allowed under... Fair use rights, copyright law, blah, 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 blah. Just not NCSoft. Yeah. So I said chickens. <laughs> they don't want to get sued. NCSoft has the right to ban any mission that contains words that attempt to bypass the profanity filter. Repeated violations by an author may result in account closure. NCSoft has the right to ban any mission and author that use the mission architect system for solicitation of business or advertisement of commercial services or activities. I don't even think of that. Mm -hmm. Spam missions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Amway. <laughs> NCSoft reserves the right to ban... I was just the... Wow, gold. <laughs> COH influence and infamy. That'd be funny. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> NCSoft reserves the right to ban any missions that contain any exploits that provide unintended statistical advantages. Players and or authors that advertise exploitable missions through our forums, in-game chat system, or through the Mission Architect system may be banned from the Mission Architect system or may have their game account closed. NCSoft reserves the right to remove or modify any item, NPC, mission map, or any other element related to the Mission Architect system for any reason. Mission Architect changes may invalidate published missions, in which case the author should edit their published mission to preserve its rating. Unpublishing an invalid mission will result in loss of any earned ratings. Move into the Architect Reward System. Among other rewards, architects who create extraordinary content will garner acclaim and reputation. K 
Community feedback will be paramount and some missions will elevate in status, unlocking new rewards and benefits for their creators. Account-wide architect rewards have been implemented. You can buy tokens in the store, which will unlock architect options for every character on your account. If the mission server is not running, you will not be able to access this content. You can tell the mission servers down if you cannot search for published missions or publish new missions. Random recipe drop rewards have been implemented and can be purchased from the architect ticket vendors with architect tickets. Mm -hmm. These random rolls come in three categories. Bronze reward roll. This random reward will award both uncommon and rare recipes that are normally dropped from defeating enemies. The likelihood of receiving an uncommon recipe is eight times greater than that of a rare recipe. This is consistent with rewards granted from defeating enemies. This reward table does not include purple reward drops, nor does it include temporary powers or respec recipes. The bronze reward roll is the least expensive of the three random reward categories. Silver reward roll. This random reward will award both rare recipes that are normally dropped from defeating enemies and recipes earned upon completing missions. The likelihood of receiving a rare recipe is 50% greater than that of a mission complete recipe. This reward table does not include temporary powers or respec recipes. The silver reward roll is the second most expensive of the three random reward categories. Well, there's three and it's in the middle, so... Gold Reward Roll. This random reward will award recipes that were previously dropped by completing task forces or trials, mm. very rare boss drops, and recipes that are purchasable with merits. The Gold Reward Roll is the most expensive of the random reward categories, as the rewards granted are very powerful. Note that ticket prices for awards from the ticket vendor are subject to change. These random reward tables are weighted differently than tables from defeating enemies and completing missions. Recipes that can be slotted into more powers and or slotted more often by players will have a greater chance of dropping. Example, the Devastation Ranged Damage I.O. recipe set would be more likely to drop than the Trap of the Hunter Immobilize I.O. recipe set. This is because Devastation can be slotted into a greater percentage of existing powers and is more often slotted by players than Trap of the Hunter. Unlockable costume pieces and items are now available through Ticket Redemption at Architect Entertainment Vendors. Please note that unlocked content from the Architect Entertainment Vendors is solely for use within the Mission Architect system and not for a player's character's use. Mm -hmm. A pop-up window should appear upon earning your first ticket. This window will explain what tickets are for. You know, people always ask me why I don't do more promos for the Shamaki. And the answer is, I'm not too sure how to describe it. At times, it's like this American life. At other times, it's really not. But it's always a good story, and it never wastes your time. At worst, it makes you laugh, and at its best, well, at its best, I hope it expands your experience of being alive. Yeah, that really narrows it down, doesn't it? So you see why I don't do promos. So instead of a promo, I'll just do a 30-second episode titled Rusty Bender.
The Tin Man goes out drinking with the Scarecrow, he wakes up in a cornfield covered in dew. And he realizes the reason the Scarecrow always drinks him under the table is that his belly is filled with straw. Alcohol-soaked straw. So he creaks off in search of a match. Gonna show that scarecrow. For more stories like these, but longer, visit theshanaki.com. That's S-E-A-N-A-C-H-A-I.com. And that's the other reason I don't do promos. I don't like admitting I named my podcast something no one knows how to spell. Architect Custom Critter Creation. Custom Critter's toggle powers should suppress when held, stunned, or slept exactly the same as player powers. Defense, resist, and other aspects of powers suppress. Status protection aspects of powers do not. Mastermind pets to mastermind sets. When a mastermind NPC that has access to mastermind pets is attacked, their mastermind pets are immediately summoned. Minion Masterminds summon one minion at minus one level. Lieutenant Masterminds summon two minions at minus one and a lieutenant at minus one. Boss Masterminds and above summon all henchmen as normal. Controllers summon pets when attacked. Arena, new arena features. Swiss Draw, an 8 to 64 player tournament that will have players duking it out one versus one until the top eight combatants are chosen. After this point, there will be three rounds of single elimination to determine the winner of the tournament. Pre-match buffing period. Upon entering an arena map, a, quote, waiting for players period will begin. It will wait until all players are on the map or until one minute has passed, whichever happens first. After this, there is a brief, quote, buff players phase, which allows players to turn on their toggles and buff themselves and their teammates. During this phase, all players can only affect and be affected by their allies. Improved Respawn Arena matches now have a 15-second global respawn timer. When that timer is up, all defeated players respawn at the same time. After respawning, players will be phased out and can only affect and be affected by friendly players, just like during the buff players period. In addition to this, all teams have a static spawn location. This means that each time a team member is defeated, they will respawn at the same location. Improved Victory Conditions Two new types of victory conditions have been added. Individual kills, in which each player has a number of times they must defeat another player. The first player to reach this set number of kills is declared the winner. Mm. Individual lives. Each individual entering this type of arena match will be assigned a specific number of lives. The match ends when all but one player or team has had their lives depleted. The player or team with the most kills is declared the winner. New arena matches. The Villain Pintad. This match is much like the Hero Pintad, however, it instead allows two teams of villains consisting of one member from each core archetype. 
brute, corruptor, dominator, mastermind, and stalker. The villain septad. The villain septad match is just like the villain pentad, except that it requires each team to have seven members. One of each archetype villain side, including members of the villain epic archetypes, arachnos, soldiers, and widows. Hero septad. This match is similar to the hero pentad, except that it now requires each team to have seven members. One of each archetype hero side, including members of the epic archetypes, warshades, and peacebringers. Versus pentad slash septad. These matches will have two teams, the first consisting of one member of each hero archetype, the second consisting of one member of each villain archetype. The versus pentad match will have five members on each side, one member for each core archetype. The septad match will have seven members on each side, one member for each archetype, including epic archetypes, of course. <sighs> Scheduled matches. These matches have had their start requirements clarified. These matches require a minimum of eight players to start. Mousing over the number of players for each match will display the number of players needed to begin the match. Once the minimum number of players has been met, all players will be moved into a waiting room for two minutes while it waits for more players to join the match. In addition to these features, there have been a number of arena bug fixes as well. Fixed the bug where players weren't always being dropped from their arena teams when leaving an arena match. Fixed the bug where players weren't always being dropped from their normal teams when entering an arena match. Improve the arena teaming code to group players on the same side into the fewest teams possible, maximizing the size of any team before starting a new team. Fix the bug where arena matches that lasted 30 minutes didn't display their timers in the nav window. Altered the arena list user interface to default to displaying, quote, best fit matches instead of, quote, eligible matches and added more stat tracking under the hood to keep track of unrated wins, losses, and draws. Later issues will take advantage of this data. Ooh. <laughs> Badges. Badges earned through Mission Architect that are granted to all characters on the same account will state this in their badge description. Number of required kills. <laughs> For the final badge in the Virtual Victor line of badges while in test mode, 50,000. Number of story arcs a player must play in order to gain... Oh, number of story arcs a player must play in order to earn the gamer line of badges. 1, 10, 25, 50, and 100. Number of tickets a player must earn to obtain the Ticket Taker line of badges, 100, 500, 1,000, 5,000, and 25,000. Number of times a player must play an author's content in order to earn the Author line of badges, 10, 25, 50, 100, and 250. <laughs> Number of clickable mission objectives a player must interact with to earn the Poor Impulse Control badge. <laughs> <laughs> 10, 25, 50, 100, and 250. That makes me think of our friend that named one glowy thief because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> he would go into missions. Get tired of people always stealing his glowies. Mm. Number of overflow tickets. 
a player must earn to obtain the virtual ticket taker line of badges 10, 50, 100, 250, and 1000. Number of non-required mission objectives required to earn the workaholic line of badges 5, 10, 25, 50, and 100. Number of rescue slash kidnappings required for the extractor slash kidnapper line of badges. Mm. 1, 5, 10, 25, and 50. Number of destructible objects required for the destructive line of badges. 1, 5, 10, 25, and 50. Number of custom enemy defeats required for the eliminator line of badges. 50, 100, 500, 1,000, and 5,000. The energized badge now requires 500 inspirations. So I can say, and I don't know if I should save this for the end, but I did run a story art today that was created by Mental Maiden. Mm-hmm. And I can't pronounce it. It was like chlorophobia or something like that, but it's basically fear of clowns. <laughs> and it was really awesome and really creative and a whole lot of fun. And I earned two levels, two full levels mm-hmm. in the story arc, as well as nine badges. Awesome. So I I did want to talk about that a little later, but there are a ton of badges to be earned. That yeah. is definitely the carrot that they're putting in front of players mm-hmm. on top of the tickets and on top of the facts, the fact that you're leveling and all that kind of stuff. But for the badge hounds, you're really going to want to run those. And it's a fun way to get a whole bunch of badges in a short amount of time. Yeah. Next up is bases. And there's an exploration badge in AE. I fell on it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll explain that too. (laughs) In an effort to bring more supergroup management powers to players, we have recently developed a new supergroup rank number six named Super Leader. Dun, dun, dun. Which, of course, we've mentioned before. Yeah. I don't know that there's going to be much there that we haven't covered, yeah. but go ahead and read it. Here's a list of what Super Leader can do. Super Leader has all permissions available to leaders. Super Leader can modify permissions of leaders and can demote or promote any rank. Super Leader should not be taken if you're pregnant or expect to become <laughs> pregnant. No, sorry. <laughs> Super Leader can promote another leader to their position and self-demote themselves back to leader rank. Super Leader position can be named to be in line with SG slash VG tastes and motif. Super Leader position will always be filled by an active user and rank 5 leaders will no longer be demoted unless the Super Leader designates. Super Leader will be auto-demoted If inactivity period set by permissions is reached, the highest ranking member with the most recent login time will be auto-promoted once Super Leader position is vacated. Super Leader can pass leadership to a rank 5 leader at any time as long as they are online. This transfer of leadership occurs in the SGVG screen. There is a confirmation screen before this transaction occurs to eliminate errors. Mm. (laughs) Wrong button! Oops! (laughs) No. <laughs> Customer service can promote any online player to the super leader position if the petition warrants such action. There is only one super leader. Mm, there can be only one. 
there are many copies and they have a plan. Wait. <laughs> we understand there may be some general concern over this new rank, how leaders will be selected and how and what our customer support role is within the SGVG setting. Due to these concerns, we are announcing this feature now and will be giving some advance notice to the community on the launch date for issue 14 architect. I have a feeling this was copied and pasted. You think? <laughs> Another announcement. I love that it says that in the announcement. <laughs> Just like any shared leader position, the SGVG as a group can determine how this position should be used and what rules apply outside of permissions. That way, if the current player in the position violates those rules, they can voluntarily give the rank to someone else, or the case can be made to customer service to resolve as needed. The position is affected by auto-demotion, and it is the only rank now affected by this design. When that occurs, it will pass to the next highest rank member that has logged in most recently. Any player that has been logged out for longer than the auto-demotion time is not eligible to be promoted, regardless of rank. Also note, there has been a change to the auto-promotion process. The last leader to log out will be promoted when I-14 goes live. There is a 24-hour tiebreaker if multiple leaders log out at the same time. If multiple leaders log out within 24 hours of each other, the leader with the earliest join date will be promoted. This allows players to better choose which leader will get promoted. We will give advance notice of the approximate live date for oh I-14 in order for SG members to determine do 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 it has already passed. Mm. <laughs> if the wrong person does get promoted. This is not the notice you're looking say, for. <laughs> if the wrong person got, got promoted. promoted. <laughs> there are two options. The current super leader can promote the correct person using the supergroup screen, and they will then be moved back to leader rank. Otherwise, petition a GM. They can review the case and take appropriate actions to resolve and possibly put the correct player in the position. We are encouraging you as the player base to work to resolve any conflicts over leadership within your group first before resulting to customer service. I think that meant resorting to customer mm -hmm. service. If you do find that you need to contact customer support, be aware that they are only going to be reviewing cases where possible violations may be occurring. Customer support will not intervene to settle issues in which supergroup members disagree with the current leadership. Which is standard kind of status yeah. quo. They don't get involved in the little slap fights. Yeah. Black Market slash Wentworth Consignment House. Characters on active accounts who have inventories, bids, or items for sale in the Black Market or in Wentworth's Consignment House will no longer have to log into the game within 60 days to avoid item or influence slash infamy expiration. Huh. In-game Black Market and Wentworth employees will still give their friendly reminder. However, if your account is active, they won't take your stuff. Wow. <laughs> day jobs. The architect and experienced architect day job powers should be granting additional time by logging out in an architect entertainment building. Gameplay. Added new loading screen tips. In case you're getting bored with the old loading screen tips. <laughs> Well, there's a lot changing. Yeah, yeah. Help command. The slash help command will now bring up the in-game help menu system. This essentially replicates choosing help from the drop-down menu option. 
We found that many players did not know that we had an in-game help system. <laughs> but they know about slash commands. Players wishing to chat on the server-wide help channel will now have to type in slash HC. That won't be confusing at all. No. <laughs> We're simple people. We're trained to do a certain thing. Now it's changing. Invention. Please refer to the PvP Origin Enhancements section below for a list and description of the new PvP Origin Enhancements introduced with Issue 14. Enhancement. Touch of the Nictus. Chance for negative energy damage. Fixed a bug where this enhancement would cause damage to the player and his allies. <laughs> Fixed a bug that would cause the Achilles heel proc to show the resist buff continuing effects instead of the resistance debuff continuing effects. Recharge intensive pet invention origin sets will now correctly boost the damage of Tornado and Phantom Army. Hmm. Macintosh version. Architect missions known issues. Mac players may not be able to see their architect missions immediately after publishing them. While looking for a permanent solution, we have added a refresh button to the mission search window. Using it will cause your missions to appear without having to log out and back in. Wow. Merit Vendor. Random large inspirations are purchasable from levels 5 to 50. Then powers, flight, made adjustments to hover and flight powers. The minimum speed for these powers is now higher. This includes Keldian flight powers. Cool. Plant control slash carrion creepers, now properly affected by enhancements. And pet powers change. Recharge timers on pet attack powers will no longer be affected by any outside source. This includes buffs and debuffs. What this means is the pets can no longer have the recharge time on their powers increased by player buffs like speed boost, mm. or their recharge time decreased by player or NPC debuffs. Mm. This change was made to allow pets to correctly cycle through their attacks instead of getting locked on using the same attack over and over and neglecting to use other available powers. Hmm. PvP changes. PvP phase changes. Any player in a phased state, including phase-shifted or dimension-shifted, can be attacked by other phased players. Hibernate and cage effects are still impenetrable, since they do not phase the player. Powers that can be used to attack other phased players include phase-shift, dimension-shift, quantum flight, nebulous form, black hole, manifold resonator, hyperphase, phase flight, ethereal shift. Players under the ghost effects of spirit potions can only attack other players under the effects of spirit potions. PvP Elusivity Bonus The elusivity bonus on melee defense armors and personal force field has been reduced slightly. We are adjusting this carefully since the elusivity bonus is intended to keep aim, build up, or to hit bonus from negating defense armors. Overall, defense armors are performing well when compared to resist-based armors, and the intention is to keep them a strong contender in PvP. Melee Archetype Ranged Attacks Melee archetypes, tankers, brutes, scrappers, and stalkers, had their ranged attacks in their primary, secondary, 
and epic hero ancillary slash villain patron power pools reduced slightly. Since melee archetypes use ranged attacks that are set on the melee damage table, they do much more damage than they should with ranged attacks. We're reducing this slightly, but overall we're comfortable with the ranged attacks being very useful. Yes, useful is good. I like useful. Still within PvP, but... Yeah. It's a lot longer than I thought it would be. Additional PvP changes. Teleportation resistance was being affected by diminishing returns in PvP. This was an oversight and has been corrected. Fixed Nectar Temp power in PvP now only has a two-second duration. Adding a forced respawn to players in PvP zones after two minutes have passed from when they died. Arachnos Widows and Arachnos Soldiers' PvP damage on all powers slightly reduced to correct for it using an incorrect high modifier. Tanker, Brute, and Scrapper versions of Taunt now display a message when the Taunt portion of the power misses in PvP. Stalker Taunt is unchanged. PvP Origin Enhancements PvP Invention Origin Enhancement recipes have a small chance to be earned in all PvP zones and arena matches by defeating another player. Once a PvP IO recipe has been earned, there is a 10-minute timer before the player that earned the recipe can have a chance at earning another recipe. Hmm. PvP hmm. Invention Origin Enhancements have two groups of set bonuses, PvE bonuses and PvP bonuses. In a PvE zone area, the player will not benefit from set bonuses marked with PvP. While in a PvP zone or arena match, the player will benefit from both PvE and PvP set bonuses. Below is a list of the new IO sets being introduced by this feature. Fury of the Gladiator Melee AoE set Recipe level range 10 to 50 Javelin's Volley Ranged AoE set, recipe level range 10 to 50. Gladiator's Armor, resistance buff set, recipe level range also 10 to 50. Okay, all of these are level range 10 to 50, so I'm going to skip that part. <laughs> Gladiator's Net is a hold set. Gladiator's Strike, melee damage set. Panacea, healing set. And Shield Wall, Defense Buff Set. Again, all of those are recipe level range 10 to 50. Additional PvP IO notes. Gladiator's Armor, plus Defense and Teleport Resist, now has a 20% chance to grant immunity to teleportation for 10 seconds instead of always on total immunity. Shield Wall is a plus Resistance and Teleport Resist that now has a 20% chance to grant immunity to teleportation for 10 seconds instead of always on total immunity. Panacea, chance for heal slash endurance. This enhancement will function normally in PvE zones. However, in PvP zones, this power will grant a regeneration bonus much like Numinous Convalescence plus Regen slash Recovery. This was done to prevent healing suppression from being triggered by this effect. Tasks. Fix the case where, in the final fight in the second mission of Lady Grey's task force, the Four Horsemen, 
The famine writer spawns stuck in the geometry. Taylor added waist capes for female arachnos widow costumes. Many gloves now have an offset value associated with them to allow shields to fit better with them and have fewer clipping issues. With the City of Heroes Max Special Edition version or the City of Heroes Max Special Edition in-game item pack purchased, Valkyrie swords will now be available to archetypes with the Dual Blades power set. Trial Account Restrictions Players using trial accounts may not access Mission Architect terminals. Trial account users can be invited to teams that are using the Mission Architect missions but cannot create, rate, or start any published Mission Architect missions until they quote upgrade their account with either an online serial code purchased from the online NCSoft store, an NCSoft game card purchased from a participating retailer, or a serial code from City of Heroes slash Villains boxed retail product. An official City of Heroes serial? Serial code. Serial box. <laughs> get it. I get it. It was hilarious. I laughed until <laughs> I cried. <laughs> oh, you'll cry. Oh. oh. City of Heroes powers. Blasters. Psychic blast slash telekinetic blast corrected a bug that would cause this power's damage to ignore resistance in PvP. Sorry. <laughs> Electrical mastery slash EM pulse fixed a bug that would display that this power could be slotted with hold IO sets. Controllers. Illusion control. Superior invisibility no longer detail... Oh, wait. <laughs> hold up. Hold up, Illusion, hold the notes. Illusion control. Superior invisibility no longer detoggles when player is held. Sweet, merciful heaven. <laughs> Sonic resonance. Sonic dispersion no longer detoggles when player is held. Fixed a minor issue with illusion control phantasm, which could cause it to spend time toggling on a power which has no effect. <laughs> Toggle fail. Defenders. Full domination slash arctic fog. Volume of looping sound effect will now fade. Uh, Thank you. Dark mastery slash soul drain. Increase this power's recharge from 120 to 240 seconds. For tankers, pyre mastery char. Damage versus NPCs increase slightly and damage in PvP decrease slightly. This is a bug fix rather than a deliberate rebalancing of the power. Part of the damage that was supposed to be applied in PvE only was being applied in PvP. Mm. War Shades. Umbral Aura, Orbiting Death, does not detoggle when mezzed. Rewards. The Break Up the Clockwork and the Skulls mission had its rewards reduced from four to two merits. City of Villains. Powers. Arachno Soldiers. Wolf Spiders. Single Shot. This power's short help will now state that it has a minus defense component. Dominators. Soul Mastery slash Soul Drain. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Soul Mastery's Soul Drain. Increase this power's recharge from 120 to 240 seconds. For Masterminds. Thugs call Bruiser. The Bruiser's hand clap power was using the wrong table for knockdown, so it was still doing knockback. 
This has been corrected, and he should always do knockdown. Ninja's Call of Jonin? I thought it was Call of Jenin. <laughs> Henchmen, when fully upgraded, are now always in hide, except for immediately after attacking. Mercenaries, Spec Ops. The henchmen, when fully upgraded, are now always stealthed, except for immediately after attacking. For stalkers, dual blade thousand cuts. Increase this power's range from seven to ten. So it's a thousand cuts that reach further. For widows, widow training. Strike incorrectly had a times two damage multiplier on its stealth critical in both PvP and PvE. Now fixed. PvP, Brute Practiced Brawler, now correctly grants status resistance instead of status protection in PvP. For badges, fixed a bug that allowed villains to get a progress bar for the Spellbinding badge. We did it. That was all the patch notes. Wake up! <laughs> wakey, wakey, tofu, eggs, and bakey. <sighs> I'm exhausted <laughs> we have one more thing that I wanted to read. Yeah. It's a post on April 9th. It says that it's from Nivian, or at least that's how I pronounce it. Mission Architect Video and Guide, and we'll also put a post to this in the show notes. Mission Architect Video and Guide. The issue 14 goodness just keeps on coming. We're proud to present the official Mission Architect video for your viewing pleasure. Now it's your turn. Don't let the specifics of this amazing story and mission creation system elude you. Teach yourself everything there is to know about Mission Architect and more by reading the new MA Guide. So what are you waiting for? Start creating now. Please join us here for the discussion. And then there's a link. Cool. Lots of information. <laughs> so that's why this is a episode rather than a special episode because <laughs> it's a long episode yes and i did get to play this morning i mentioned earlier while chooch was trying to fix a google feed burner <laughs> or whatever he didn't get to play because he was doing podcast stuff and i was playing <laughs> uh -huh. um so i joined in metal maiden's mission and andrew blue joined us so it was Mental on a Rad Earth controller, which I know you enjoyed nice. with yours. And Drew Blue was on a Scrapper. Mm -hmm. And then his wife actually joined us a little a little later on a Blaster. Mm -hmm. And I was on my Sonic Imp by cool. Coviv. And we ran Mental's um, story arc. And it mm -hmm. was... I had a hard time because I I need things really simple. And I stupidly... When I logged in, clicked close, 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 close on all. Because there were a bunch of dialogue boxes that yeah. popped up. And it was kind of like, huh, I was overwhelmed. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, 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 okay. And then I didn't know where to go or what to do. Uh. So I uh, found the AE on the map mm -hmm. and went there. And it really was not, didn't really tell me a whole lot. It told me how to create, but I just wanted to go and play because some folks had posted this, the um, information for the story arcs that they had created in our COH podcast forums. And I thought, oh, well, I'm yeah. just going to play each of the ones that are posted in order that they were posted. Mm -hmm. So I went and I started clicking on things, trying to find out, okay, how do I search for these? Where do I go? And 
um, was told in our podcast. I love our podcast chat channel. <laughs> I was like, okay, help the noob. What do I do? And so they said, you know, you need to go here. And I still couldn't find it. So I actually went up this elevator in the AE building, Architect Enterprise, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And walked around and there was a dude and he wouldn't talk to me. And I was like, oh. so I just jumped over the side, <laughs> landed on the, on the exploration badge, <laughs> which triggered the collector badge and the gladiator. So oh, wow. I jumped over the side and got three badges. And I'm like, nice. <laughs> gravity for the win. And then I found myself, I landed right in the middle of everywhere I was supposed to be. (laughs) And so there were the big glowy terminal things. So go in the AE building and like I did, I went up the elevator and then mental said, oh, well, there's a curved staircase that leads down. And I'm like, why do I have to go up the elevator to go downstairs? But okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit impulsive. (laughs) I get a little, yeah, I click and I jump and I leap and... It's not always a good thing, but hey, this time it resulted in three badges and finding what I was looking for. So then I just clicked on the glowy, you know, table console things. And it does. It gives you a search screen. And um, I was able to find that. It gives you a lot of, you can search, like it said, on keyword, on author, on character creator, whatever. And I found Mental's arc and went in and joined it, and it was really cool. And I earned a total, like I said, a total of nine badges, not mm-hmm. including the exploration and the two badges that I got, wow. the, the Collector and Gladiator. And, um, yeah, I earned a lot of tickets. I didn't look to see where because I had to jump off so we could go do our stuff. But it was really fun. Like I said, two full levels. And it's really interesting to see how the whole thing works. And that was just with playing it. But yeah, when you log in, if you haven't yet, and you want to go there, just look for the AE on your map and 12 of the 22 zones out there. Basically, (laughs) any of the city zones. Seems like any of the city zones that you can take public transportation to. Mm, You can access AE there. And just go in there. There's a bunch of people standing around. It's kind of like when you go into the auction house and there's 900 people standing around talking to nobody. But (laughs) you can jump in. People are forming teams there and trying everybody else's arcs. There's a thread on the COH podcast forums where they're saying they're posting their arcs so that people can go in and play them. There were like four or five up there when I was up there earlier today. They're also going to do a listener meetup. I don't I think it's May 16th. It's Sounds not right. it's not an official meetup because Chooch and I don't know if we can be there. This is something that Skyrocket's putting together. Yeah. For now it's a meetup. If one or both of us will be able to go, then it will be an official listener <laughs> meetup. But go ahead and, and check out the details there on the COH podcast forums. Yeah, whether we get to make it or not. Y'all need to go and have fun. Everybody's such a fun group of people. Yeah. It's always good to get together. Yeah, and it's basically Pimp My Arc, where everybody's just going to get together and run different story arcs that people have created and get input and feedback and stuff like that. Sounds like fun. Yeah. And the creativity that you seem to be allowed with is just as epic as we thought it was, because, Mm -hmm. okay, we knew that there were going to be a couple hundred maps. I think it was a couple hundred maps. X number of maps to choose from. You don't get to build your own map. I recognize the maps that Mental used. Mm Mm-hmm. But you really got to see the character creation, the costumes uh-huh. were things that I'd never seen in the game before. And the text, the dialogue, everything. It was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was really well done. And I'm really proud of Middle Maiden for the work she put in. It definitely showed. 
I recommend everybody go play it. Um, It's not obviously, I mean, you can't go in there and expect to see professionally written story arcs and stuff like that. Right. It's not, you know, like something that's been honed by a group of writers for six months before it gets posted. It's really cool because it's, you know, comic book fan, video game fan. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. It's so cool to see the creativity on that level. Yeah. So I really recommend you guys spend some time in there. I don't know any time in the next six months that I'm going to have to write a story arc. That said, I'm probably going to jump in and just play around and see what the elements and stuff are. Otherwise, I'm going to feel really stupid talking about it if I haven't ever (laughs) tried it, just to see what it looks like. The whole interface and the building and stuff, so. Very cool. And it was really fun to do, too. (laughs) So get out there and create those stories, people. We want to hear about them. Yeah. This is Othar Trigvossen, gentlemen, adventurer. And you're listening to the City of Heroes podcast. Good for you. Been about a week since we recorded that, and we were just about to hit publish, the magic publish button, when Viv found a posi update that we thought was interesting to shoehorn in here. So, prepare to have your shoehorned. <laughs> On April 17th, we have issue 14 follow-up from Positron. Mm -hmm. Hey, heroes and villains. On behalf of the entire Paragon Studios City of Heroes team, I wanted to take a few minutes to write this letter to express our excitement and appreciation for all that you have done for us. We've had a lot of exciting things brewing over here, and with each step and unveil... We have received an amazing amount of positive feedback and activity, which is exciting to see. Issue 14 Architect has been live for over a week now, and I must say, we are simply astounded at the response we've gotten for it. Mm. Not only have the current players of COH and COV taken a shine to the new feature, but we are seeing a lot of familiar faces return to Paragon City and the Rogue Isles to check out this new innovation in MMOs. User-created content. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, it's not TM. It's not trademark yet. It'll be like Octomom trying to get the trademark. <laughs> like every system we design here, the Mission Architect system has been a labor of love that we have poured over every little decision on. I feel like everything we have worked on has really been worth it when I see that within 60 minutes, We had 360 entire mission arcs, each containing up to five missions, (laughs) available for other people to play. By midnight on day one, we had over 2,600 arcs. Mm. And exactly 24 hours after launch, we were already at 3,800 arcs. (laughs) We did some data mining of our own, and 3,800 surpasses the amount of content that we, the developers, have made for all of City of Heroes and City of Villains combined. (laughs) In just one day, our users did more than we could in almost five years. Users are now talking about which mission arcs are fun and which ones are brutal. They have set up threads in our forums where they, quote, review each other's work, giving critiques and criticisms on the arcs published by others. They have even gone so far as to make movie-style posters, 
comic style covers and in some cases machinima did you see i pronounced it right i think (laughs) using the in-game models to promote their arcs we never expected anything like that even in our wildest dreams when designing this feature and i think that is totally cool 70 percent of the arcs that are published use custom enemy groups these are enemies created using our fantastic costume editor coupled with a large sampling of the power sets that the game already uses. These unique enemies have proven to be extremely popular and sparked new life into the game. Players absolutely love fighting custom enemies for the simple fact that they no longer know what to expect. Hmm. One of the biggest problems with MMOs is that you eventually learn what all the critters you are fighting can do, and the game can get pretty rote. Developers make new critters, but there can be months before you get new ones. Now players have the opportunity to be constantly making new enemies with new interesting capabilities that can challenge and vex themselves and their friends anytime they want. Looking at the mission server one week after launch, we currently have over 20,000 published arcs up (laughs) and playable. Of those, there were 6,259 heroic-themed arcs and 2,240 villainous-themed ones, as well as 112 time travel arcs, 134 arcs that deal with statesmen in some way, Mm. and 794 arcs that have the fifth column in them. Isn't that a trip? (laughs) When it comes to ratings, there were 2,860 arcs that are five stars and 582 arcs rated as one star. 582 out of 20,000, that's a really low percentage for one stars. Mm-hmm. All in all, the actual launch of issue 14 has exceeded any expectation we have set for it. We aimed very high with this issue, but even the most Pollyanna dev on the team never expected the feature to take off this fast with this amount of awesome buzz behind it. Players and the press have been calling this revolutionary, and I think we at Paragon Studios are just bringing our heads up to see exactly how revolutionary it actually is. So please accept our thanks for all the support, and we hope you will continue to enjoy City of Heroes. See you in the architect. Matt Positron Miller. So you can see why I wanted to read that. The statistics are pretty impressive. And just from, I mean, I've only run one, and that was Metal Maidens, but that was exactly what I was getting, was you, you <laughs> see these guys that they don't usually have the ability to do that. <laughs> so it, it does kind of unsettle yeah. you a little bit, so it's cool. And with people who are waiting so long for it, yeah. you know, and they're getting pushed back into another issue, and mm-hmm. so it had a lot of time to gain traction yeah, and to really get people excited about it. Yeah, and we saw people that said, oh, I'll be back at I-14, I'll be back for Architect, and they shut down yeah. their accounts and go test it out. Well, I was actually, I just logged in because I saw that the Magic Booster was out, mm-hmm. and so as quickly as possible, I bought it because I've been dying for the witchy costumes, and girls, they're spectacular. They're awesome. <laughs> There are pieces of it that I just think are epic when the, there's a fur lined collar thing that mm-hmm. I think is just so Dr. Zhivago, it rocks. <laughs> but um, I was in there playing with that and the, the new emotes are so cool for the magic booster mm-hmm. set. Yeah. But while I was on a friend that Chooch and I played with on our first run to 50 mm-hmm. popped in and we talked and we haven't seen, 
I haven't talked to that person since like January when we did the double XP weekend. Yeah. I think that we teamed up on double XP weekend. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. And so we were talking to him and I was told how a bunch of old faces were coming back that, mm-hmm. that this person had seen a lot of people in the last week that they hadn't seen in ages. Yeah. They were coming back for architect. So it's not a surprise that people went off, you know, because as good as the game is, there's a lot of repetition there. Sure. And I think that when people knew that something new was coming and then it got delayed, they went and said, oh, well, let me go try out WoW for a little while. That's what this person had been doing. Mm-hmm. Had gone to WoW for a while and came back. But I think everybody eventually at some point comes back because the community seems to be really different than other games. And that this is something that definitely brought people back. Now, whether they stay or not with Champions Online and Beta now, yeah. I just don't know. But... Yeah, I wish we'd gotten in that beta just to compare. There's there's time. Yeah. But I also did want to announce for Skyrocket, they have a Justice Girls Bash. Yes. She says, our first event, the Pink and White Homecoming, was a huge success, and we expect this one to be just as fun. So join us for Justice Girls Summer Heat. It's on Virtue Server from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern. On Saturday, May 9th, 2009, it'll take place at Talos Island at Spanky's Boardwalk. <laughs> DJ Templar from the Cape Radio will host and DJ. There will be costume contests for best overall costume, best male hero, best female hero, best couple, and a low B costume contest for level 10 and below. Over 100 million influence in prizes and even more great stuff to be announced. So come on down to the boardwalk. Nobody throws a party like the Justice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to announce that coming up, too. It's a little bit of fun for everybody. Yeah. Nobody draws a promo poster like the Justice Girls. Yeah, y'all. We're going to link. <laughs> we're going to link to both of these things in the show notes. And yeah, you should check out the poster that they did. It's not for um, little kids' eyes. It's pretty scantily clad lady. Oh, everybody's going to go running now. They have our sites going to crash. Sorry. We can take it. <laughs> bring it now that is actually the day that we have the race for the cure so I, it's going to be a pretty full day i'm not sure if we're going to be able to yeah i don't know we don't know if yeah. we'll be there there's a lot of stuff in flux for us right now it's mm-hmm. crazy crazy chaos but we will try to be there and it's going to be a blast no matter what so y'all need to go yes so. like they've said that they're a good bash yes <laughs> they do and I'm sure that I'm forgetting something else to mention, but that's all that I have in our show notes <laughs> to read. So I just want to thank everybody for listening and consider this your May episode. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because <laughs> May is going to be crazy. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I'm saying count it as that, and if we drop an extra one... Then it'll be bonus. Yeah, then that one will be the bonus. Maybe I'll just hold this one. No. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, because you have a trip. You have a work trip. Oh, yeah. We have teen turning 18 and graduating Mm -hmm. and Balticon. Yeah. And... I don't even know what else. Birthdays and Mother's Day, and you've got to make a big deal about that. (laughs) I have proclaimed it. (laughs) So May's (laughs) going to be really ugly. This may actually be what you get for May. We will try to put something out with um, feedback and 
to have digest and changes and revisions and, you know, updates to the game and stuff like that. But this may be May. So, yeah. <laughs> Hope it's a great May for you. <laughs> so have fun out there creating, everybody. And we do want to hear what you've come up with. Yes. How are you liking it? Yeah. Yeah, what he said. Get out there, create, build, make, do. <laughs> we want stuff to experience. And drop us a line. You can give us a call at 206-203-1661. Or you can send an email at cohpodcast.gmail.com. And, of course, you can visit the website and join the forums at cohpodcast.com. Yes. Yes, you can. We'll let you. <laughs> and also, of course, the podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-E. Mm -hmm. No space. No space. Global Channel <laughs> is um, a great place to find folks to meet up with and stuff like that. So, very cool. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have fun and good hunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs>